Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Well, Larry Hughes is going to pop out and get the ball. Jordan's going to rub his man off of Leitner and then cut down the center and gets a nice pass from Larry Hughes. What is up, Wizards fans? Welcome to another Believe in Wizards podcast. I'm your host, Matt Moderno. I'm going to be joined here today by Wayne Cole. He does a great job covering the Wizards, but he also is really informed on the Mystics and the Capital City Go-Go as well. Wayne is like the only other person I see consistently at Go-Go games, so I appreciate someone else that's you know willing to give the G League some love, and he definitely grinds, so he's always in these press conferences, always asking good questions, and we'll provide some really good insight today because we're going to do a little bit of a, a Mystics recap on Basically, you know, the regular season is over at this point. As of this recording, there are two games left and they have clinched a playoff spot. So we're going to preview the playoffs for them a little bit. How realistic are their chances? You know, what their matchup looks like, all that kind of stuff. So stay tuned for that. Before we get to that, I did mention it on the last episode, we do have some merch. So pretty excited about that. Uh, I stupidly did not include the link in the episode description like I said I would. So I will actually follow through on that this time. We're going to do a giveaway for anybody who hasn't purchased one, uh, but is interested in it or would just like an additional item. So uh, yeah, we're going to give away some some gear here. Uh, what you need to do to be eligible for said giveaway is to write a review of the show. Apple iTunes is the preferred source for that. If you have an iTunes account, if not, pretty easy to make one. Uh, some people listening to this have already probably reviewed the show. So I've got an option for that here too. So first thing you want to do is write a review of the show screenshot said review of show and then uh post it on social media and tag us and gives us stuff to retweet out and get the word out about the show and and all that kind of good stuff so uh that's what you can do if you've already given a review you can retweet or re instagram or whatever you want to do your old review of the show as well and uh we can kind of go from there so tag us make sure that way i actually see it and can enter your name in said drawing and then uh, we'll pick a couple winners and, and we'll go directly to them and, and ship it right to your house and stuff like that. You know, just an easy way for us to kind of help continue to promote the show and stuff like that. I do not see a dime of the money from said merch, just so everybody is clear. It's just about getting the word out of the show and trying to help build our little community here uh, by, by you know, having some uh, some gear together. So if you have any other suggestions or, or ways we can do some cool giveaways or something like that, let me know. Definitely open to that. Uh, yeah. Tag us, like I said, and, and we'll uh, we'll get with people. Maybe we'll give it a week or two just to give folks enough time to actually do that and reviews to post and, and that kind of stuff. I know iTunes is a little slow about actually posting those reviews. So, um, you know, maybe we'll do two or three episodes from now. We'll, uh, we'll announce some winners. Uh, but like I said, today we're going to focus on the Mystics a little bit. Later in the week, we'll be talking to uh, the coach of the Wizards DG, Wizards District Gaming, the two-time NBA 2K League champion. Uh, their coach, Patrick Krosnan, will be on the show again. He's a repeat guest, really great guy, really interesting. So yeah, we're going to use these summer months to uh, to give some love to the stuff that, that doesn't get as much coverage and then mix in some different conversations about the Wizards and stuff. Hopefully you enjoyed the one last week about, uh, you know, top moments in, in Wizards history in this century and, and some of the unheralded or less heralded role players of the team. So we'll give you uh, plenty more stuff like that as we go. Before we get to our convo with Wayne, just a word from our sponsor, Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events. 
With first-to-market odds and lines, find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. So like I mentioned, the Wizards DG team, you can bet on them, which is pretty cool. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. With that, let's get to my conversation with Wayne. I'm pleased to be joined by Wayne Colt. Wayne, thanks for coming in and talking a little mystics with us here today. Oh, th- hey, Matt, again, just thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it and uh, can't wait to talk to you, man. And yeah, it should be a good convo. Uh, I mentioned this in, in our soft intro here that, that Wayne is like a grinder on the monumental sports and media uh, coverage perspective. Uh, you're you're at all these games, you're on all these Zooms. I appreciate that you give love to both the Mystics and the Capital City Go-Go. I think they both kind of are undercovered. So I, I think we want to show them a little love here today going into the playoffs. And we'll talk a little bit about what that's like. So in the WNBA, five teams have clinched playoff spots so far. The Chicago Sky, Las Vegas Aces, Connecticut Sun, Seattle Storm, and our Washington Mystics. So I uh, mentioned the Storm there. That's basically the 4-5 matchup right now. And mm-hmm. um, they seem pretty much locked into that as being their first round playoff matchup. Is that your understanding as well? Yeah, that's pretty much safe to say. And with that, uh, fans and everyone should know, the, the Mystics have the opportunity to jump the storm mm-hmm. uh, for that four spot. The other thing is, with the playoffs, it's two home games and one yep. on the road. So that would be really crucial if the Mystics can jump the Seattle storm. We have to win out and hopefully have uh, Seattle go one for two in their last contest to have that opportunity to jump because Seattle owns the uh, season tiebreaker. So there's still hope for the Mystics to jump in that spot. But pretty much right now, you're looking at the Seattle Storm, Washington Mystics playoff. We just got to figure out who's going to be home and who's going to be away. Uh, that, that's a great point, too, for anybody not familiar. Well, it, it's kind of hard to be familiar. Like, I, I mean, I watch an, enough WNBA, but it seems like the playoff format changes at least slightly. Yeah. Year. Uh, this year, the top eight teams go, but there are no buys. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it, 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 they will be playing the Storm. And it's, um, you know, as you mentioned, the Storm have won two of the three games they played the season most recently. Uh, Two-game homestand uh, a couple weeks ago. I went to the second of those games that the Mystics actually won. It looks like it would be a compelling, good like basketball match. Like I think you know, we would see three good games, kind of regardless of of who sure. you know who gets home court. The thing with the matchup with Seattle is it's a really good defensive team too. Mm-hmm. So talking to Coach Tebow, I was, I was joking with him. I said, you know, Seattle's coach said uh, their defense is kind of underrated. And he was like, "Whoa, if, if you're if you're watching the league, you would know that def- defensively they're just as talented as us." So yeah. it would be if, and like you said, if you went to the, those two home games, it's going to be a grinded out, I think, series, yeah. a defensive matchup where every possession matters. Kind of who has the ball at the last second could de- could determine the outcome because both teams are so evenly matched that really is it's a chess match. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be a defensive battle this this quarter? Is it going to be who had the least turnovers this quarter? Who got to the free throw line in the most quarter? So you're looking at a team that uh, I think the Mystics match up really well with, yeah. but not only them. I think anyone in the league simply because of the defense and every team in the league is. I said who I've talked to, they're pesky. They hate playing against the guards. It starts up top with Natasha, Ariel, yep. and uh, Alicia. 
So they're going to give you a nightmare. And that's why I, I tell fans, I'm like, don't panic on the Mystics front. Even if the ball doesn't go in, the fact that they're so defensively sound, they're going to be in every game they, they play in. We're going to see some like 70 to 64 <laughs> final scores and stuff like that. And, and you know, everybody will look exhausted after. Uh, for, you know, there's there's obviously some star power on this Mystics team with Elena Deladon and mm-hmm. Tasha Cloud. But watching this most recent Storm game, uh, it was the second of the two that weekend. Uh, I thought Alicia Clark was like really like impactful and, and her defense was, was really important. Um, Who are the other X factors on the mystics teams in your opinion that maybe people aren't as familiar with? For one, you got to go Shakira Austin. Mm -hmm. Just as a rookie, another little funny tidbit, Mm -hmm. the night she was drafted, I remember asking coach, you know, what type of role do you see for Shakira? And he said, well, I hope she can clap and cheer. And she turned that into a starter. Now, as a top three pick, you would assume that a player is good, but her trajectory has just gone off the charts. And Natasha Cloud even said that she plays the five position, which is probably the hardest position in the W. Yeah, and she's okay. attacked people from Sylvia Fowles, John Quo Jones, Tierra McCowan. Like, she has no fear. So when if you watch her, she rotates well. Mm-hmm. Anytime a, a guard tries to go for layup, she swats it. It's like a Matumbo. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, she finishes great around so the rim too. That's why I think, right? <laughs> that's why the Mystics say they're so hard on defense because they know they have Shakira back there as an anchor. Yeah. Then you have to Tori Walker Kimbrell. She comes off the bench, but she brings a, a tough, tough, tough defense um, off the bench as well. If if you watch her, she's in passing lanes. She picks up almost whole court. Yeah. You know that's rare. You see players pick up whole mm-hmm. court. Um, Aishan Talon, Elizabeth Williams. Just, you could really, this team is just so deep. You can tell they pretty much said it. Look, we have a defensive identity, but you really can't take a possession off against the Mystics because they are so in your face, gritty. Um, even even Roy Machida. Yeah. I've had coaches tell me, like, she, you she's might pesky. look at her and say, yeah. oh, she's small, but she's pesky. She'll get up in your face yeah. too. So, you really can't get a possession off when you play the Mystics. So honestly, I know you said who the, the whole roster, I feel yeah. like when it comes to X Factor on the defensive front, it, everyone. I mean this as no disrespect to the individual talents on the team. I mean, this is a compliment, but I actually think they have been greater than the sum of their parts. Like I thought this might be a little bit of a down season for them. Like I, I thought, mm-hmm. you know, the Tina Charles moving on w- was a big deal. And, and that's also someone they would play in this Sonics matchup too. And, and, and that's really, um, a tougher matchup for somebody like Shakira Austin as a, as a first year player, but Austin's the right answer. I think here too, like she's the one that I was kind of questioning where this team would go uh, at the five position. And and she's answered the bell for them. And especially when like Deladon's like health was questionable early, Mm -hmm. just having like one big that go out and and kind of match up with these people. uh, It was huge. And, And to your point, I even saw Natasha cloud, like picking up Sue bird full court and, yeah. Hey, this is a 40 year old guard we're going against here. Like we're going to make her work the whole night. And and I think mm-hmm. over even a three game series that that's impactful. And breaking down pretty much what you just said, um, the, the other little tidbit I forgot to mention is within the WNBA, um, it's, it's cross pretty much conference playoffs. So you're not playing your Eastern conference team per right. se, if you don't kind of slide in there. So mm-hmm. With that travel, we kind of know how travel in the W is. Yeah. Uh, 
going across time zones to start a, a conference playoff matchup wouldn't be ideal per se. Sure. But I think that's why it's so crucial. If you're home, you can kind of get that rest. Yeah. And especially with how the Mystics and Seattle play, to know you don't have to worry about that travel, you, you, you're being at home would be key. Then when you say Natasha Cloud, I think as the emotional leader that she is, and, and you get to watch, I'm fortunate enough to get to watch her practice and play every day. She she brings another dimension. Even though you say look, it might have looked like a down year to Natasha Cloud, it, I, I don't think that even exists in her mind. Agreed. Anyone she suits up with, she can just bring that level, that passion, that intensity. Um, even for Shakira, you know, she was like, Natasha Cloud has been so crucial to my development. She's the tone setter for them defensively, and and she gives them that edge. You you can see it. I mean, you can feel it. Like I'm, I'm looking at her like I'm ready to go out there and play, you know. And for Shakira, not only for uh, Natasha to believe in her, but for Coach Mike to say, "Look, I wanted her all along." You couple that with a rookie coming in, you see why she's so confident in her Mm skill set. It's like the team backs me; they believe in me. So. With her offensive game, it was already there. And then when the defense, it was like, it, it, wow. The fact that you have the type of culture in the Mystics locker room, it was only going to be up here from her. So uh, they, like I said, they just don't take it off. And it, and that's one thing if if a Mystics fan's watching the ESA or Monumental or League Pass, watch the defense mm-hmm. because that turns into their offense. They're talking. Um, they, just, they just play hard basketball. And that's the, and as a fan, you can appreciate that because you know they give me all they got. As a fan of a team that is not known for its defense historically, in the Wizards, I I love watching this Mystics team for for that reason, and I think she's the engine for them defensively. And she even said like, you know, hey media, don't sleep on me this year. Like I am an all defensive team player, and right. I. I love that. Like, it's not like when Brad says before the year, I want to be first team all defense. Like she means that shit and she plays like it. And if someone has a good game against her, like you can see she's pissed the whole time. Oh yeah. And, and, and that's another thing. Why what I like about Natasha cloud, she's real. Like mm-hmm. she's genuine. Yeah. What you see is what you get. Like she means what she says and says what she means. Um, she, she'll look at you in your face and say, no, don't forget. I'm all defensive. Early, you know, she was like, I'm a shooter. Um, But even yesterday, after an emotional game, you know, she kind of fired back at the the ref. So people don't realize, like, Natasha Cloud is that emotional leader. Like, you want to go to war for her. Mm -hmm. And she got a technical during the game, but it it felt like a more of a, let's get my team fired up. We're kind of not playing like we can, so let's, let's get fired up. So I think she's one of the probably ultimate teammates you could play for because, you know, Within those lines, or off the court or on the court, she's going hard for you and anybody but to have a teammate like that. That was on to the best player, I think, unquestionably. But this, she's the, like, Cloud is the player they could least afford to lose from, from that perspective because of yeah. just everything they do and the way they play. Not that they would want to lose either, but uh, you did mention their most recent game. Uh, they were down 13 fairly late in the game to the LA Sparks. This was a mm-hmm. big one for seeding for them. As yeah. we mentioned, they're, they're trying to edge out the storm. They came all the way back. They were down three with four seconds. Natasha Cloud gets like basically dump trucked as she tries to heave the ball mm-hmm. from like five feet behind the line. And uh, the referee closest to her calls a foul. They ultimately wave it off because they said the uh, the light had gone off prior to her getting bumped. 
I've watched that replay like a bunch of times. I, mm-hmm. I think that probably is the right call, but it's real close. Uh, and regardless, like Cloud was losing her shit on the court and said, you know, she tweeted a bunch of times, like, you know, our refs are trash. Like, find me. I don't mm-hmm. care. Hey, WNBA, here's the foul. Like, even if you're wrong, double down on it. Like, I'll, I've got your back. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm all about it. And WNBA refs are bad. Like, if you're an NBA fan and you complain about the refereeing, please watch a WNBA game. Like, they are worse. And it's wild to me because I don't mean this is like an attack on women's athleticism or anything. Like, it, it just is a slower paced game, right? When mm-hmm. there's, you know, a 70 point game, those baskets are more important and you can't afford to get them wrong. And WNBA refs uh, do. But as someone who presumably watched that game very closely, did you think it was the right call by the officials at the end? You know, I, I recorded it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, may have been the correct call, but you have to review that. Yeah. I just think with how bang, bang it was, and then you see both officials raise their hand to say foul, mm-hmm. and then not to go to the monitor or kind of give an explanation, just walk off the court. Yeah. That it's a bad with the stakes of that game, you have to, you have to, you have to review, you have to do something. Um, because not only was it important for seeding, you know, the Mystics own the Sparks pick. Oh, so interesting. It, it, it's like, it's, it's multi-layered. It's like, this this was a big game. Yeah. So. Would have been nice to knock them down a rung or two on the oh, standings. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because then that that pick could turn out to be a top college player. It could be Aaliyah, you know, Aaliyah yeah. Boston, somebody like that. So, but the emotions of that game. And even, you know, certain angles had it where it was like the clock had it maybe 0.1 or 0.2 mm-hmm. with the ball out of hand. And then. You kind of look at the the sideline and, and the the buzzer was off, but again it was like, again that that famous Tasha Cloud, uh, she's going. She, you you it, just watch that last sequence. Like she she cares. had to be restrained at the end. Yeah, like, like a player that cares that much. I I can live with that. Like yeah. you know, if you care that much, that the passion came out. And like I said, she had to be restrained. Some of the team was like, hey hey, but she cares. You can't fake passion, you know. So that's one of the things. Um, despite that heartbreaker, they still, if they can do their business and, and and close out Indiana, and hopefully they get some help, they still could be playing ESA. So you just gotta hope, fingers crossed on that one. For anybody that has not been to the entertainment and sports arena, that's a cool venue. I really yeah. like that place, and it gets pretty like rowdy for Mystics games. Like people are there; they'll especially be into it for a playoff game. Uh, so. Paint the picture, I guess, for anybody that hasn't seen them play a game in that building. It is probably the most intimate arena setting, probably, I think, in all of sports. Oh. It's almost like you're right. No no seat is bad in that place. It's very true. I was in a nosebleed seat, yeah. basically, in the last game I went to. And I was like, <laughs> hey, these actually work. Yeah, and, and, you, and you feel like you're on top of the action. Yeah. Um, the noise, when it gets loud, like, it gets loud there. So think about it. You're in a... And it's not like a, a claustrophobic one. It's like you're mm-hmm. almost in the action itself. The from the sound system to the to the to the fans. I mean, everything just feels like you're a part of the action. Um, and I think that kind of benefits the Mystics too, because when it's loud in there, you hear it. You go in like other arenas and and kind of get drowned out. But it's it's really action, action uh, from first quarter to the fourth quarter. Even when fans are at the free, not fans, players at the free throw line. It feels like, man, you are literally screaming at this player that's you know taking his foul shot. So 
It's like a college basketball yeah. atmosphere almost. And that's the perfect way to put it. It, it really is. Um, I said no, no seat is bad in the house. Uh, and, and it's almost where it's like you can't believe it's this. Like, I put it like a camp day almost. You know, if you haven't mm-hmm. been to a camp day for a WNBA game, it gets really loud. It can get really loud in there. And again, the team has said it. They feel it. It's like a six-man type of feel where it gets so loud that players and coaches can't even hear what they're drawing up. And, and that, like that, like you said, that that's a huge advantage for them. I will give them another plug. Beers are single. Di- it's a single-digit number for beers. So uh, <laughs> I think they're like seven or eight, which is opposed okay. to like the 14 at a Wizards game. So that's a win uh, right there too. But this would be a really meaningful series for the storm to be at home too. It's presumably mm-hmm. Sue Bird's last playoff series. You know, like it could be if they lose it. Um, I, she seems likely done after this year. Yeah. Uh, you've got Brianna Stewart that that's had some, uh, you know, Achilles injury in the past and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, um, you know, what's her future like, like long-term obviously she's, she's young, but you know, does she stay in Seattle after people like bird leave Tina Charles right. is older. Like this is a big, um, a big setting for them, I think, to to make a deep run here. And I think that's the other kind of scary piece of it with with Sue Birds potentially, well, last season. Yeah. Uh they just had a sellout at their last game, and that's eighteen thousand up there. So right. uh that's a I heard that's another hard play. Seattle loves their basketball. Yeah. Um so they they have a little bit more mm, to play with. Uh it was funny, I spoke to Sue Bird pregame before the first contest at uh, ESA. And we were saying, I was saying like, what's your most memorable moment? And she'd be like, well, Mystics fans might not like this, but you know, I kind of want a championship here. So that should be fresh in the minds of yeah. the Mystics players. And like, like hey, that. so there's so many good storylines here. It's like, potentially the Mystics have a, a chance to knock off the team that knocked them off. Um, and then with Sue Bird, you know, the sell last season, can she get back to another finals? So that could be a magical run. So I think this uh, Storm Mystics playoff matchup, it just oozes potential uh, for storylines. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, as a Ravens fan, I remember like the last, you know, Ray Lewis season, like, they, uh-huh. you know, they were double down to like try to win him, uh, you know, a ring on the way out. And it, it's... Um, like you said, that they just had another big sellout. You don't want to see them with you know eighteen plus thousand people all cheering her on in, in that mm-hmm. setting. So I think this is going to be good basketball at the very least, and um, I think this is just a really good Storm team. Like for anybody that hasn't seen Brianna Stewart play before, she's like Carl Anthony Towns of the WNBA. You know, in terms of like the way she plays, she can be inside and out. And then Jewel Lloyd is like so impressive to me and oh my gosh you ever walk onto a court to play pickup and there's always like the hooper that's got like the old school like their shorts are still below their knees and you can just tell like this person is going to give you buckets like that's yeah, jewel she, lloyd for them like she is she's really hard to guard yeah she's a bucket um on again her defense is so top tier but her offensive game i mean she she can give it to you anyway you can go to the basket she can pull up on the mid-range she can go with three uh, she's like I said, one of those old school hoopers that I, I kind of, it's funny, I kind of like her that game. She has like a, a Kobe-esque type of game. Like, she, it's just it's like the Tarazi, you know, like they both got the long shorts like below yeah. the knee look too. Like they're like, all right, we're vintage like 2000s, T-Mac, you know, Kobe, like, yeah, like good she, luck guarding us. 
I, I, one of those players was like, gotta see her live to appreciate her game. Yeah. Like, you know, watching on TV is one thing, but when you see her play live, it's like, wow, you really get an appreciation for how, even from uh, warm-up, she's just locked in. So she's one of those players where it's like, thank goodness I got to see her live. But another X, X factor for the, for that uh, Storm team that um, is, is another piece that you have to kind of pay attention to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's probably uh, one of the nice things about this Mystics team is, is they have three guards that can kind of cycle through on her because mm-hmm. it, it's hard for one person to guard her an entire game and not be uh, totally exhausted. So you'll see some combo of, of Cloud, uh, Clark, and Atkins guard her, sure. I think, throughout the course of the game. Uh, let's do the dangerous thing of looking ahead. Let's say they do win this game. Are, are there any teams that uh, that you don't think the Mystics match up well with or they should really hope that they don't see in future rounds? Well, that's a good question. Um, they've, they've swept the Aces. Uh, it, I, I think they just give them all the trouble in the world. So that would be mm-hmm. a team that I think Washington would, would want to see. Um, matchup-wise, uh, you know, the lowest the teams, not, not from just the a WNBA point, but just a basketball point. It's like they really they kind of play fearlessly, right? Because mm-hmm. they're not expected to be there, and um, any given night someone can upset you. But it's teams like that. It's like they come in. Um, you're looking at a Dallas. You're looking at a, a Phoenix, um, Atlanta. Like those, they can scare you. Yeah. So anytime you have a lower seeded team. It, I mean, seeding really doesn't matter because you got to step up and play on that ninety four fifty. Those can scare you. Maybe it could be the Chicago Sky. I think sure. they are the other deepest team in the league, so it would look to line up if everything held. They may have them in the second round. I just think it's a championship team. They've proven that too. Um, again, coach has said it. They're one of the the deepest teams on that defensive front. They can switch everything. So that would probably be a tough matchup for anybody, not just the Mystics. Yeah, agreed. So, but if you want to beat the best, you got to beat the best. So eventually you got to play the, the best. But that would be probably a team that's like uh, a second round matchup. But again, any, any, as we can see, anything goes in the WNBA. But probably I would say the Chicago Sky as that team is like, ah, that's, that's, you brought up a great a point uh, about their depth. You, you might actually want to play them earlier before you're worn down because it doesn't yeah. seem like they're going to get worn down over the course of the year. That, that That's the best WNBA team I think I've seen this year, uh, just, mm-hmm. just from the way that they've looked in the two games I watched. But uh, there's a lot of parity in the WNBA, and I think you just hit on that. Like The, the lower-seeded teams here are still super dangerous, and there are mm-hmm. six teams fighting for that final three playoff spots right now. So six through 11 is still largely undetermined. And I think it's going to be like really down to the wire here of these last two or three games for these teams, like who actually gets in. And 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 that's what is exciting because at the bottom, there still could be seeding. Someone can fall off. Someone can jump in. And even at the top, you have some movement. You might, it's pretty much locked, but it, it has a potential to have some movement. But I think that's what's beautiful about the WNBA game. It's like, it's exciting every night. You're getting a good product. Um, anything can happen. It's almost like a, it's like a in right, with these last two or three games. It could be like one of those NCAA tournament mm-hmm. upsets. It's like, oh, here a six seed 
knocked off a one seed. They jumped up and now they knocked out the nine seed. But hey, the eleven seed is still in play. So it, we still don't have a playoff picture, and that's what's exciting. Nothing's locked yet. So it's like you have something to play for. No one should be taking the night off. No one should be like, hey, we, we want to rest because you want to get that home court. You want to get that ideal matchup setting and seeding. So if if you haven't watched the game, I suggest you you kind of watch now because it's going to be some exciting basketball. And it is funny to me with all that uncertainty. Like the one thing we know is Storm versus Mystics. Like, <laughs> like they've got the one playoff matchup that's actually figured out. So, uh, okay. If, is there anything else we haven't covered here that you think folks should know about the Mystics going in the playoffs game in this sort of playoff series, I guess? Uh, we really haven't touched on it. I think it's Elena Deladon. I know we mm-hmm. kind of said X factors, but X factor wise, it's almost like the team goes as she goes. Yeah. So on the court, they have a way better record than with her off it. But um, I mean, fans might not know this, but she puts in so much work on her body up towards a four hours post game with treatment. Uh, she is just to keep herself on the court with all the injuries. Yeah. She, despite everything she's been through with the injury history, I mean, she's just a hard worker. You know, she cares. Uh, just the time alone she puts in it. And I think that's one of the kind of things that fans really don't realize is these pro athletes have to do a lot, you know, to get themselves ready. Despite the the travel, you know, discrepancy that's ha- happened in the league. Um, Mike Tebow said that he's proud of the plan that the Mystics have had for Alicia Clark and Elena Deladon. They've kind of stuck to it. Some fans might be like, hey, we wanted to play. But as you see, this is what it was built for right now, the playoffs. Um, when she has a good game, you know, I think the Mystics are the best team in the league. She has a, such a soft touch around the rim. Yeah. Uh, it was a streak she was going on, like just throwing 20 balls like it was nothing. So if you're getting a, an Elena Deladon, is, again, Mike Tebow says MVP Elena Deladon, it's, I think it's lights out for everybody in the league. And that's not biased because I cover the team. It's just, it's just a, such a different team with her. So you couple that with the defense. Uh, any given night, the bench can have a, a prolific score. You know what you're going to get from your starters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just going to be a tough out for anyone that they see. And another one is, uh, I think we haven't really touched on it, but I have to, is Rory Machida. <laughs> probably just fun to watch, man. Just fun to watch. Like, probably the greatest passer I've seen with my eyes live. It's like, to put it in perspective for people, it's like she has a GPS in the basketball and she can dial it up to who she wants and, it get, and she gets it there so precise. I haven't seen anyone. I mean, she had that Olympic record with the assist, but she is a fun player to watch. Uh, ESA loves her. So, oh, the place goes nuts anytime <laughs> she checks it for anything. If she checks it, if she makes a layup, uh, anything she, because it's it's like, wow, like she just did that. So I just had to give her some, some shout out and some love because you have to see Roy play. It's, it's like must see TV. It, and it's funny too, because like you'll watch a bo- like a box score and see after the game, like, oh, she didn't really do that much. But like when you actually watch the game, like she's a lot more impactful than, mm-hmm. than the number show. She is, to your point, like moving the ball ahead. Even if she doesn't get the assist for it, she's advanced the ball up quickly and gotten it to the right person to make the next right pass. And right. she is pesky and she plays with pace. And, and I think it gives them like a kind of a change up. So I, I, yeah. I think that's a great call. And, and you mentioned that. I'm glad you said that. People, people may just see the box score, but it's you have to really watch the game to see sometimes what a player brings because yeah. it's not all just scoring, be a rebound, getting the ball up. 
uh, a loose ball, setting the screen. So that's Rui Machida for you right there. I hope that she can pass along something to the other Rui about how to play pesky full court defense. You know, it'd be uh, <laughs> nice to see our Rui um, uh, on the wizard side, get a little more uh, into people on the defensive end too. So uh, very cool. I appreciate going through this with us. Uh, just final, you know, la- last question here. Mm-hmm. Will we see the mystics win a WNBA championship this year? I, I believe so. I have, I have to say yes, because uh, Natasha Cloud says it every post game. There's a championship roster yeah. for the season. Coach Mike Tebow said it, it's a championship. Uh, every player says this is a championship roster, championship expectations. So if the team is saying it, then not, you know, I have to, I have to agree. Def- offense wins games, but defense wins championships. The Washington Mystics are the number one defensive rated team in the WNBA. So, until proven otherwise, despite the, the Chicago Sky being champions, I have to go with a, a team that focuses on the defensive end of the ball. I love it. There you go. You heard it here, folks. Uh, we, we got a, a potential contender here in D.C. at the very least. Uh, if they do lose, they'll at the very least be a tough out for somebody over a long grinding series. Uh, Wayne, you also cover the go-go more than just about mm-hmm. anybody else here, too, which uh, <laughs> I, I really appreciate. I spend a lot of time on this podcast, like trying to sell people on like kind of what a fun atmosphere it is. And and they also play at the ESA as well to mm-hmm. like much, much smaller crowds. I'll say, I, I think there are a couple of times where you and I've been there and we've been one of like 50 people in the building, yeah. you know, that don't work for the team. Uh, f- just so people hear it from somebody other than me, these games are really fun, right? Like, wouldn't oh it be gosh. like a good thing to go watch if you were a basketball fan? If you're a basketball fan, if you're a Wizards fan, any type of fan, I think you really got to go check these guys out. They, again, they go from from the tip to the, to the to the close. Like they play hard. The culture that Mike Williams has made, yeah, uh, man, it's it's awesome to see. Um, they are relentless. You know, like I, I think fans, even the fans that show up, give them what they have. Yeah. So it's just Agreed. to see that is beautiful. But if they could, real get, diehards there. Oh my gosh. Again, you, for fans that may not can see a Wizards game, and it's not a consolation prize. I think you can go because there's no bad seat. You might can get close to court side or close enough to where you can really uh, see a player. And if you follow the G League, some of these guys are, are getting called up. So you can say, hey, I met him before he was XYZ, or I have a picture with a, a future budding NBA star. So I would encourage, I encourage, I've got a couple people from Baltimore to come down and watch them. It's just good basketball. Like, you you know you're going to get a team that competes, and that's number one. Um, they care. Uh, they really, it's, it's an intimate feel. You know, it's it's no bad seat in the house. And the same thing we said about with the Mystics, but I just wish they could get some more people to really kind of get behind them. They made the playoffs, and they almost could have went further yeah. to the uh, G League championship. So yeah, beating overtime. A, yeah. yeah. It's it's a team to where they're going to compete. Um, and they really kind of care about this farm system. Yeah. So I would encourage, you know, just hop on the train now uh, because they really could use the support. Um, and it's just good brand of basketball. We hear everybody complain about like bang for your buck about going to a Wizards game where like mm-hmm. they could, you know, give up 150 points and lose the game and you've paid a couple hundred bucks to take the family out to a game. Whereas like you can go to a go-go game and 
tickets are 10 bucks, you know, like it, you can sit yeah. anywhere you want. Like you can pick your seat in, in any place in the building, basically. And you can't beat that. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it, which it makes it special is because a lot of the times we know NBA seats are so extravagant and high, but like I said, Hey, you can pick your own seat. You're close to it. You're close to professional ball action. Um, you may see some legends, yeah. you know, uh, come back that are trying to maybe restart their career or just, just want to stay around the game. So it's not like you're seeing people off the street. Like you're seeing top notch professional basketball from, you know, uh, top pro players that maybe were overseas, uh, college players that are just trying to get their footing, NBA players that have, you know, came over and just were trying to get that reignite. Uh, but you look at teams now that they, a lot of them credit their G League group. So yeah. I just can't kind of stress it enough. I, I love it. Like I said, I don't care what type of uh, basketball it is. G League basketball is important to you and, and, I, and I love it. So I just would encourage fans to get out there Mystics fans, Wizards fans, go out there and, su and support the team because like I said, it's good basketball and, and it would be it would be good to see if that that team can get the support and, and rally, especially a good team. You know, you want to see a good team be supported. You mentioned their coach, Mike Williams, and for anybody not familiar who hasn't heard us talk about it on here before, the, the guy was 25 years old this year and yeah. you would never know it. He, he seems 45 from a composure, professionalism, maturity standpoint. And his players were shocked to hear that some of them were, you know, older than he is, but he, he really kind of seems to set the tone for them. Uh, he works really hard. You can tell he's locked in on every team. He has all the scouting reports like, like, you know, off the top of his head for some team uh -huh. they're about to play two weeks later. It's uh it's really impressive. And he was just named an assistant coach for uh, the team USA FIBA America Cup team um, coming yeah. up this, this upcoming year. So it's nice to see him get recognized for that, but yeah, I appreciate somebody else coming on here and like backing me up. That it's no, good basketball, sure. and uh, I, I think the G League Ignite game. You know, they'll have that team in DC for a game this year, and and you can see guys that are potentially lottery picks too, which mm -hmm. I think is pretty cool. That's the, and that's that's another cool aspect. Like you're you're seeing, you can like I said, you can literally say, I saw maybe a top five pick, a top ten pick up close with my own eyes, and just on on, on the Mike Williams front. I hope I hope he can stay in this Wizards organization because Amen. he is oh my gosh he is man the 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 confidence he exudes doesn't get too high doesn't get too low he just has a common presence and as a twenty five year old he's almost like a mastermind like his the attention he pays the X's and O's um, the camaraderie he can bring around his team and it's already getting rewarded as you see with a team USA assistant coach nod man that's that's a coach where like we have to keep him. Because he gets 110 out of his players. And he he just gets it. And players say, we love playing for Coach Mike. So that's that's just a guy with, you know, district roots. Like, it's just an awesome story to see. But that's a guy that I hope is hopefully in this organization for a while because he's a winner. Proven winner. As a 34-year-old, I often think, I hope I'm as mature as Mike Williams when I grow up. <laughs> and I'm almost a decade older than him. It's it's a great point that you made. Like it's called the G league and not the D league anymore, but development is still huge. And the wizards have talked about using this to help grow their coaching staffs too. And to mm -hmm. get their assistants head coaching experience. Cause I, I think if you're an assistant coach to a head coach, but you've never been a head coach before, you kind of don't maybe know where they're coming from with some of their decision-making. So getting them all exposed to this and an opportunity to, to coach that team, I, I think is big. We've seen some 
you know, rotating through the last couple of years, you had Darrell Christian and then you had Ryan Richmond immediately after that. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how long they'll continue to keep Mike Williams as the head coach of the G League team. But, you know, I'm sure he'd love to be on the Wizards bench, too. But selfishly, mm-hmm. I, I hope we see another year of Mike Williams coaching the, the go-go. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, I think he even he, towards the last bit of the part of the season, he was uh, doing some Wizards games mm-hmm. on on the and that was just cool to see is just again, like you said, um, selfishly, even as just someone that covers the team, talking to him post game, talking to him pre game is just like just like to pick somebody's mind like that and to hear how much he cares, um, not just about the players on the court but off the court. You know, he he wants to see their success he's invested and i think that's a that's a piece that kind of goes overlooked in pro sports that when your coach can see you as a human yeah and not just as a, a he's relatable i mean if yeah, they're all and, 25 years old like you know he gets where they're coming from right and you, you can't beat that i think that's one of the pieces in basketball that it's hard to really kind of get you can get a coach who knows your and knows you can get a coach but if you can relate to your players it already puts you one up and and just to have a front row seat to see his his greatness has, has been uh, a pleasure to watch. Wayne, thank you so much for the time here. I've, again, mentioned in the intro, uh, you were one of my favorite follows to to keep track or tabs on any of these teams. If I can't make a post game, you're the first one I'm going to and refresh I appreciate on. that. You're always on top of it. Uh, where can people find your work? Um, you know, give, give the plug here, Twitter account, all that good stuff. Uh, let people know where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on, on Twitter at Wayne Cole, uh, W-A-Y-N-E-C-0-L-E. That's where I'm most active, and that's where you can find video and some, you know, some notes of pregame, postgame, playoff, anything D.C. basketball, you'll see it there. Um, I have a podcast, and I'm I'm working to bring back. It's called The Sports Counselor. Mm -hmm. Um, Just working out a few kinks, and uh, I should be back on the road. But that's where... um, I have a lot of basketball insight, maybe mental health talk, um, interviews cool. along those sorts. But uh, yeah, that's going to start growing more video content. Um, I've been appreciative of a lot of the Mystics, Wizards, and, and GoGo fans that have kind of checked me out and embraced me as a I'm Baltimore guy, but you know I do a lot of DC work, so just been a really appreciative of you know the fan base welcoming me, um, engaging and talking with them. So that's that's been pretty cool. So you can expect more content on that on that front and again if anybody that you know watches listen to me just truly appreciate it. it means a lot i think people recognize when people are putting in the hard work so i'm glad that that's paying off and, and being recognized whenever you have any of that stuff we'll happily retweet tweet from the show accounts stuff like that too i appreciate that uh all right everybody as usual this has been believe in wizards rate review subscribe all that good stuff if there's other stuff you want to hear about this offseason that we can talk about certainly do that maybe we can drag wayne back on here post mystics playoff run here hopefully it's with a trophy or maybe we can do a live show from the parade uh if you know, oh, if, if they get that far <laughs> there you go uh all right folks we'll uh check you next time here with an update on the wizards district gaming or wizards dg and their head coach patrick crossman and as always we were presented by betonline.ag
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.